Welcome to our podcast today. This is Coach EJ, the brand. And this is Coach Aaron, the source. EJ. Yes, sir. Actually timely because you're at an event where you actually have some of the upper echelon athletes in baseball participating and you guys are evaluating them and you're getting to spend a lot of time with them. And you're there in North Carolina. Yes. You can tell them a little bit more about what you're doing. But um, I think it's it's a great time to talk about what you're seeing uh, in those athletes, what those commonalities are, and what separates them from all the hundreds and thousands of athletes who aren't there. So tell them, tell them where you're at, what you're doing. Yeah, and um, then we'll get into what you're seeing. Hey, thanks, Aaron. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm at uh, you can see right here USA Baseball. I'm at their training complex in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, USA Baseball has, uh, as you know, 12U national team, a 15U national team, and an 18U national team um, for all those players in those great years, plus the collegiate national team and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, WBC. Uh, the the governing body of all of this, and uh, so I, I was I'm here looking at players in the next part of the program here at least this week, one for national team trials for 12U, and also for the athlete development program for athletes that'll be 13 and 14 next summer. That's what why we're here this week to look at these athletes and uh, evaluate them and get the first 12 kids into the program, Athlete Development Program, 13 and 14, or 12U National Team Trials. So, you know, I get to see all these athletes, and this is one of the events, which is the National Team Identification Series, and this is called the Champions Cup here in North Carolina. It happens every August, and this is an opportunity for athletes to uh, come back here and have the opportunity, first of all, to participate in a great tournament like this, but also to to be around really great baseball people in the industry and talk about the game and help them develop in the game. But more importantly for USA Baseball is to identify those, uh, those kind of outliers, those guys that are really, really good and what makes them special. And that's how they get chosen to this. And sometimes we're, we're building the team, Aaron. We're not, you know, I mean, we're building a national team where we can try to win a gold medal or get in our program where we can help you develop. So uh, that's why I'm here. And it's it's fun to watch these, these like-minded athletes, as you and I always say, compete. And you end up finding those 12 players that are going to possibly represent our country next summer. So that's why I'm here. This is what we're doing. So fun to be a part of. Shout out to two of my guys that are there, uh, Josiah Lopes and Ali Zapata Jr. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good luck, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, hopefully good things will happen for you. That's cool. You know, I've been part of this program now for six years with Team USA as a national team evaluator and also as the 12U national team coach um, for for three seasons. So uh, uh, this week I, I work as a task force member 
for Team USA, trying to find those players. And also, I'm helping coach the Northwest region this week also, Aaron. So I get a chance to see all the players and check them out and see what they do. So uh, I think uh, just for our, our, our uh, listening audience out there, you know, what are we looking for? What makes these guys kind of different, Aaron? You know, you and I always talk about what makes those uh, athletes different. We have so many series of podcasts we talk about, you know, you know, that special athlete that what do they make them special? Um, what commonalities do they have? Well, guess what? These kids have those commonalities a lot that we see that are a little bit different. So you've got these athletes here that have these traits, and then you have this the average player that has certain traits. So I'm going to talk about what we're looking for and what those guys have in terms of uh, of traits that make them special out there, okay? So um, please chime in anytime, Aaron, if you, uh, you, you let, want to. Let's kick it off this way. The eyeball test, that's the f- first thing. Mm-hmm. Those kids walk in in their uniforms with their gear. What stands out about those kids physically, stature-wise? What stands out about them in terms of the degree or the the impression that you have of them athletically. You know, that's the first impression that yes. you know, when they swing a bat, throw a ball, that you're gonna you know notice in an athlete. Is there something common to all these athletes? Do they look like they're older than their age? Do they look like they're younger than their age? Does it run the gamut? You know, what are you seeing? Well, first, when I get out of the car and start walking a parking lot up into our um, quad and we can oversee all the fields and we're looking, I'm going around the car. I'm just looking how these guys are walking in the place. The eye test. Um, are they carrying their own bag? Are they walking? <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. Are they walking in front of their parents? Yeah. Now are they carrying their water jug and their bag and they're just like erect and ready to go. And there's energy coming out of them. You can you can sense it. It's not the sh- slump shoulders. It's not the way they it's the way they present themselves, how they walk and how they, they talk. And, you know, AJ, you let know. me stop you for a second, because I don't want to get too far away from a point that might okay. seem like it's it's kind of whimsical, but actually it's very important. And I need the parents to understand this. You said you walk, you when they walk in, you watch to see if they're carrying their equipment or if the parents carrying equipment. There's a subliminal message to most serious coaches when they see a parent carrying their athletes equipment and gear. Even when they come to my facility, that's a mental note. Okay. And, and I understand parents, you're coming from a good place. You're there to help your kid. You're there to support your kid, all those things. But one of the things that we as coaches, I think in regardless of the sport like to see is we like to see a kid stand alone. That shows a level of independence that coaches will gravitate towards. Even that subtle little thing. And and I didn't want that point to be glossed over as something that's, you know, again, something that's kind of whimsical and funny. And and that's Mm -hmm. because even something as simple as that can tell a coach something or at least imply something 
about your athlete. That may not be the case, but we're talking, again, just the eye test. And again, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I no. just didn't want to, to, to go by the wayside. It's a great point, Aaron, because you know what? Us serious coaches and evaluators are looking at everything, and that's part of it. And we want an athlete that's independent, independent thinker, and they're able to function on their own because when the game is going on, it's them and the ball and their teammates. And the more of those like-minded kind of athletes, we know they can function when the game gets on the line. They're going to function better. So, you know, we look at that. That's, I mean, how, the, how does a, an athlete walk into the complex? How do they put their shoes on? Do they have their shoes on? Are they, are they taking care of their equipment? How do, how do they put their bag down? Are they just grabbing stuff and just going out there? Are they like, hey, I'm getting my stuff ready. I'm ready to go. Before we even get into a fundamental of going out and playing catch and all that stuff, I'm just looking for the presence of the athlete. What kind of presence do they have? What kind of energy do they have? You know, is this a, a a high motor or is this a low motor? You know, how does he handle that kind of stuff? So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing or a laundry list of things, I should say, um, when they take the field, are they walking out to stretch? Are they walking onto the field? After they make an out, do they walk back to the dugout? When they hit a ball, do they jog to first base or do they bat flip and walk? Or when they get a bad call from an umpire, how do they handle it? Do they turn around and give them the uh, stink eye or do they just like, OK, that's all right. Let's move on. Um, those little intangible things are very important for the makeup of an athlete that we're looking for. And so. When we see those things not happening, not, not hustling, not getting after it, not competing, um, that's a red flag for me personally, speaking for myself as a task force member, because it's just like, is this is this person going to hustle when we need to? You know, are they going to hit a ball and they're not going to run full speed down the line? So we see athletes who are successful at this process. They do all the small little things. They do the little things. They run the ball out. They run on the field. They run off the field. Um, they're engaged on the fence, meaning they don't have to cheer and, and go crazy, but they're picking their teammate up. Hey, good play. Hey, nice swing. Good job. Good energy. Way to score that run for us. That little stuff, when you get around those kind of guys and you're trying to pick them, they're doing all this little stuff. And that has nothing to do with their baseball ability, okay? So we're just talking about the eye, the intangible, okay? Then we start looking at the tool set, the tool set that they have. What now, do they have? Now, before you get to tool set, mm -hmm. again, sorry to interrupt, but before you get to tool set, now there's something that was running through my mind. And this kind of goes back again to the whole nuance of the athlete mm -hmm. and, and how you guys are, you know, they're getting there, you're looking at them. Um, the next question would be, to me, what's what are you seeing in their level of engagement? Okay, <laughs> because to me that's a big factor. Yeah. How are they? How are they interacting with those who are giving instructing instruction? How are mm -hmm. they taking instruction? You know, do they have their act together? Are they attentive? All of those sorts of things. 
what are you noticing about this group? Are they wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready, you know, mm -hmm. uh, really eager? Or is it the sort of thing where you're telling, you know, the same kid two or three times the same thing? Is there a group that's playing grab ass? Uh, <laughs> uh, that line? Are, well. are, are there always... Mm -hmm. guys who are buddying up and they're always in the back they're always the last of the pack you know what would you speak to their yeah. level of engagement as a group and how these kids may be a little bit different uh or at least showing a little bit different than in than some of the other athletes who aren't there well you know we have dugouts so you know there's a gate obviously and you get in and out of that gate in a dugout. It seems like these athletes that are very good and very talented are always near the front of that gate or there. Even when they make out and put their bat away, they come back to the front of the gate. They don't sit back at the end of the bench when they get out. They're, you know, they're engaged highly in the game. They're not like, hey, uh, I'm just going to hang out here with my buddy over here, or I'm going to talk about something else that's not related to the game. These guys are there. Now, some guys, because I saw them back there talking about Pokemon and some other stuff. <laughs> you know, one guy had put a, a had, hey, it's a it's a sixth inning, and they have still have six thousand guys putting away his equipment. You know, like guys like that, and they're like, Oh, I'm not into this, or they're talking about other things, the game's going on, their backs to the field. Well, these athletes who aren't doing that or who are engaged in, you know, moving on to the next step of, of USA Baseball, they are at the front of the dugout listening. And when you talk to them, there's a calmness about them. It's not like, yes, coach, yes, coach, yes, coach, and didn't hear a word I said, or they gave me some like dirty look or like, oh, whatever, you know, kind of look. They're like calm, listening. They can have a conversation with you. And you can go back and forth with them. What were you thinking? What did you think about that situation? Why did you run in that? What, what were you thinking there? And they'll come up with a very clear answer and not be rattled or not think it's a test. Like, we're not testing you right now. We're just asking you a question. Let's engage in the conversation. I want to know where you're at. It's a calmness about them when they play. One, calmness in the dugout. When they get to the plate, there's a calmness. When they're pitching, there's a calmness. When they're out in the field, there's a calmness. When they're running out to the position and they're engaged, there's a process. They're always engaged. No one has to tell them, hey, take every ball like it's a um, game-ready game ball. They're doing – they're in it. They're taking every rep and they're concentrating. So when you ask a team or players to be concentrating for two hours – or two and a half hours or three hours, they're engaged for those three hours. They're like on it. And they're probably tired mentally when they go home. Cause I noticed, you know, those players, their uniforms are a little dirtier, dirtier than everybody else's. They are in the game and they look like they could play another game and they're ready to play another game and they want to play another game. It's you can, it's not a chore for them to be there. They want to be there and they love it. You know, that's what I see. And you see that. And we haven't talked about the skill set yet. And then and and before I get to that real quick, what do you notice in their preparation? That the preparation in terms of what you guys put together for them as a group and maybe what you might see some of them doing individually. You know, well, yeah, that's good. They all come to the complex 
um, relatively at the same time they walk in together. But the ones that seem to have that that sixth tool, um, the intangible and that little stuff, one is that it's the way they they go about taking the stuff out of the bag and being ready to go and being the first person out on the line and ready to stretch. It's not like they're they're like wasting energy or messing around or talking to other guys. They're just like engaged. They're focused, very focused. But it's not a focus where it's like you can't talk to them. They just they're just, you know, there's a joy of playing. There's a joy of playing and loving what they're doing too. So that's important. The other thing I noticed is the physicality of these guys. You know, like they have had some sort of training or they've had um like they've had some help somewhere, you know, um, or they're they're they don't look tired. Like it's hot out there, man. It's over a hundred degrees and it's humidity. And they they're not complaining about that. They look like they're a fresh athlete all the time. It doesn't look like they're oh, man, it's hot or ah, oh, their shoulders are always seem to be up. And it's like that guy, there's something different about that guy. It's an it factor. He has the it factor. Well, you're, you're from what you're saying then is at some point in time, even at this age of 12, 11, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. they've made a decision to do something extra. Yes, they have. You can tell it's different than everybody else. Everybody else is there like, okay, I'm on the team. I'm happy to be here. And this is great. And okay, I'm going to talk about something else now. I'm good here. I'm good for a little bit. They don't let off the break, man. They and it's and but it's not the intensity where they're going crazy. It's just like they're just focused and you can see it. And they're just that hey, North Star, here I am, and I'm ready to go. And it's not it's not anything forced. It's like they get into it. I mean, you you see these guys when they go to hit, and there's intent to hit. Okay. And that has nothing to do with size. But they're in it, and it's intent to hit, intent to feel the ball, intent to throw it, and they're not looking at any of the evaluators. Like, I'll come in the dugout, and they could – unless I talk to them, they don't know I'm there. Now, the other guys, they know I'm there. <laughs> but these guys are like, uh, okay. You know, it's not like they have to come by me and start talking to me. Hey, what's up? Give me a bump, and that's it, and walk away. Or, you know – it's it's not anything that's forced, uh, like I said. So, you know, the physicality and well, when I say physicality, I'm not talking about they're six foot five and they look like this at 12. I'm saying the athlete has the athleticism, the coordination, the ability to control their body. And that's what I mean by physicality. It has nothing to do with, well, this guy, this guy's five foot three, but he moves like an athlete. He has body control. He can throw off bounce. He, he gets something on his throw. He has intent when he swings, he dives for the ball, he gets up and he throws the guy out. That's what I'm talking about. You see that that's a separator right there is that the player understands their body and is not afraid to use the body when they're playing. You see? No, I you just 
answered what exactly what I was going to state. <laughs> We've been around each other too long. <laughs> because I definitely wanted people to understand that at least what we define physicality as. Right. Because most people will, the first thing that pictures in their head is, yeah, the 12-year-old who's, you know, 5, 10, 130 pounds or something like that. Right, right. And that's not what physicality is. Mm -mm, it's not. And, you know, we have all shapes yeah. that move on to the next level. And, you know, there's, you know, there's some guys that are physically stronger than the other guys in terms of just stature. And there's some guys who are just shorter and maybe not as big, but their exit velocity and their speed and the way they play the game is beyond those guys that have that physicality. And that just goes, whoa, there's like, you know, this kid's five foot five and he's 120, 110, and he plays like he's six feet, 155, you know? So that's the physicality I'm talking about. Like that player can make that play. It's athletic. They know how to move their body, know how to run. And that's another thing. When I watch guys run, their gait, when they're running, like, okay, is that person coordinated? How are they running? How are they using their body? And when they're doing these 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 different fundamentals, I look at that. How how are they moving like an athlete? And if they're not, then I go, hmm, that's different than that player. What does that project at in a year? Or what does that project at at a certain time? So, you know, you look for those little intangibles um, that uh, most people don't know that you look at. We're not just looking at how far a guy hits the ball or he throws this hard. Those are part of the process too, but it's not the end all sometimes with guys, you know? Um, now we've kind of talked about, you know, their arrival, you know, mm -hmm. there and their playing. Um, are you guys able to spend any time or do you have any observations about these kids when the game is over and what they're doing with their free time? Right. They're handling that, you know, that's when we talk to their coaches. You know, a lot of these athletes come with their parents and they stay with their parents. So we don't really have control of that. But I will say that, you know, one thing we're really getting the staff at USA Baseball is talking to their coaches and getting additional information that we may not know. A lot of times, a lot of times we'll go sit in the dugout. Uh, that's what I do. Or I'll go sit on the side. And I'll, or I'll just find I'll just find out as much information as I can. And you find that you if you're if you're a really good scout, a really good task force member, you will dive into that and 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 talk to the player and ask them questions outside of baseball. And, and so are you seeing these kids warm down, you know, are in doing anything where they are, you know, taking their recovery under their own, you know, I don't know, they're, you know, taking it on themselves versus, right. okay, everyone, the game's over. And then everyone just walks off. Are you seeing some guys saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to jog down. I'm going to stretch. And maybe they're at the age where they still don't know those things, but are you seeing that sort of thing? And then also in these mm -hmm. conversations after the game, are they able to articulate what's going on with them? What may have happened with them? as well when they talk to you you know are they are they mm -hmm. demonstrating an understanding of what they've kind of just went through which might denote that hey these guys these guys are processes processing this can you say the word process yeah, process. thank you <laughs> <It is>. and <laughs> which 
in turn will probably lead to them acting upon what their conclusions are later, which okay. always makes for a better athlete. Right. Two things, Aaron. One, when I get an opportunity to talk to some of these guys after the game, I might say, hey, tomorrow, I'd like to see you do this. And then they'll go, oh, okay, that, oh, <laughs> I understand. Or the player, you go up to the average guy and they're like, did you like me today? Or, you know, or, or why are you talking to me? Rather than listening to the question I ask, like tomorrow, I'd like you to do this. Okay, gotcha, coach. Here's a bump. Good. We're good. You know, that's all, that's all it needed there. I didn't need any extra information. The better players are just calm. It goes back to what I said earlier. It's they're calm a lot of times and they, they feel good about what they're doing. So I think that's one thing when you talk about that. The second thing is that um, once we identify these players, this group, this this group, and it's usually anywhere from 30 players in, in an event like this, um, you invite them to a workout. And then you can see the separation with those 12 players that you're trying to find. One, the all the things I mentioned are the calmness, um, their confidence at doing a skill, whether they miss the ball or execute it, the calmness is the same. And you notice that during the workout, they're not looking at you. These 12 guys aren't looking or not, but the other 18 guys know you're there. And they're like, always like looking at the side of their eye. Like, did I do that? All right. And those 12 guys are just here. They're focused ready to go and that stands out when they play on their teams outside of this workout there's a workout that you choose from all these 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 players on these teams after you know like on a saturday there's a workout for just these 30 players that you have identified and they're different than the group and those 12 players within that workout are different than everybody they stand out because like i said confidence um the ability to listen and to have a conversation, to smile and feel good about what they're doing. The other guys are worried like, hey, you know, I, I saw, I, you know, you hear stories and parents are giving these guys pep talks before the workout. For what? For what? It's just a workout. It's not anything more. So, you know, that's a red flag. Parents giving the guy a pep talk or like, you you better do this. You better do it. No. You know, this is just a workout. We want to see something that maybe we didn't see. It's not that big a deal. And the kids that do well in that workout, then the guys that we end up choosing eventually to get into one of the programs, they just love to play the game, man. And, and they are calm. I will say it. They're calm and they're confident and, and their skill set shows it well i mean there's something to be said about confidence and understanding that you know when you're a space when you're in a space like that that you deserve to be there and that goes back to you know your confidence comes from all of the preparation and things that you've done before you even gotten there right know, hey i belong here and so there isn't as much anxiety and worry. I mean, obviously, you're always, you know, you're going to be a little anxious because you want to make the team and that sort of thing. But right. it's it's not as apparent in those athletes that 
have done everything and have that different mindset than those who might feel like, well, hey, <laughs> you know, maybe I I've gotten here, but maybe I haven't done everything I need to do or I should have done before I got here. I, I will see this. I will see this too, Aaron. Is that um, those parents never approach us? You you wouldn't know like who's that guy's parent. You know you know you, they're high. They're they're not the ones that are by the fence. They're like down the line or in a place where you wouldn't think they would be, or they're out of sight. You don't know. Like I might try to find that parent and say, what, okay, what is that? What does this athlete going to look like a little bit later height wise and stuff right, like right. that genetically, but you got to go search out their parent. You, they're not, you know, they're sitting or they're sitting in the stands and they're just chilling and not saying anything or they're rooting for everybody, but they're not like behind the dugout, giving them water. Not all in the mix. <laughs> hey, come here. I want to talk to you. You're not doing that. We've ridden so many kids off because the parents come behind a fence and start saying, hey, you're not doing that. What's wrong with you? You know, and we're going like that. No, that's not going to work for Team USA. So it's it's interesting. You know, I, I see a calmness with their parent. I see a calmness with the athlete. I see, like you said, a prepared athlete. You can tell. And they're and you know what? They're confident. It's it's not it's not like it's not forced to talk to us. It's just like they're natural with it. That's what we see, my man. Oh, I mean, first thing you got to do is you got to expect that you should be there. Right. You 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 should expect you should be there. I mean, you you want to be there and you know you should you belong. I think that's the exactly. you know you belong. So any other thoughts or things that might help some of our parents at home prepare their athlete? Well, I will say this, Aaron. Most of what we've talked about, I mean, if you want to get into some of the, the metrics real quick, not necessarily metrics, but some of the things you're seeing in terms of their play. Is there a certain way the ball is coming off the bat? Is there a certain way that they're they're moving to the ball? Are there things like that that maybe are standing out? Is there a certain level of polish um, mm -hmm. that's being demonstrated by these athletes? Obviously, their skill set is, is above the average kid. But right, it is. You know, are there certain things that you might want to articulate or can you even articulate to the parents at home in terms of those things? So I'm sure a lot of parents are chomping at the bit when I'm sure you don't have the, you know, hey, everyone's exit velocity speed is a minimum of this. And yeah. that it, I, I don't know if you guys even do. I know you're gathering metrics, but that probably may not be until later. Um, we I, I will say this is that um, is there better quality contact? In other words, you know. Yeah, I mean, I look at contact. How many times is this guy's bat the ball skills really good? They hit the ball in the barrel all the time. And if they do, what's the launch angle they hit at? I know that I'm looking at for a 12 and 28 in between that on that launch angle. You know, are they hitting the ball consistently like that? Does it come off at a trajectory that I like? Those guys are very common. It's very common. It comes off that trajectory. And some are going to come off faster because there's more physicality. I yeah. get that. That's not that's not the issue. Is that is the swing working? Does the swing path work? I'm looking at that a lot. Does the path work? Can they adjust to the ball if it's high or low? I look for that stuff. And those guys have that. Okay. Also, I notice they're all prepared. A lot of the infielders that I watch, they've had some sort of training 
you could tell their gloves prepared they're 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 getting better jumps on the ball their preparation stuff like that the outfielders it stands out guy gets a good jump on the ball he's in the right spot all the time working through the ball you can see those little things getting behind the ball working through it taking a curl hop um, I look at how they throw the ball from the outfield. It's always on a line. It's not like this air mail thing up in the air. It's on a line. The better players have that engaged. So they're doing all that stuff. Like I think it's fundamentally sound stuff. Make sure your kid is fundamentally sound. They know how to throw the ball from the outfield, know how to throw the ball from the infield, know how to prepare and catch the ball when they're in the infield. They're pitching. They know how to command and can execute pitches. And I think that's not being taught. How do they execute pitches? It's one, two. The guy is late. They're th don't throw him a curveball. Execute a high fastball. Looking for stuff like that. And when you start to see that, those are separators now. That stuff starts to separate away from the average guy who just throws a guy a curveball because you got two strikes on him. You know, um, command of pitches, no, having control and command of the ball on the inside and outside corner of the plate or elevating the fastball, you see young kids at this age do that, and you go, that's a separator. Um, so I see those kind of things on the bases, like stealing bases, like instinctively, like he read a ball in the dirt before the ball even hit the ground, he took off, or he's getting good jumps and stealing third base or taking the extra base because he saw a guy bobble or trip to get the ball, and they're at the next base really quick. Those are separators for me that we look for. And those guys have that. It's like they have another gear and they take advantage of it. If so, that makes sense. Oh, no. Those are great examples for you know, the parents to, to at least uh, think about and for the athletes to also think about. So I have nothing else for you. Okay. <laughs> well, it's been good to talk about it, Aaron, you know, about the, about these things. So, um, you know, if, if people want more information, listen more to our podcast, <laughs> say, right? Listen, listen, listen to our podcast. We try to get that information to help people out. And uh, um, again, this is Coach Eric Johnson, Coach EJ, the brand. This is Coach Aaron, the source. We'll see you guys.